This episode starts out with Dustin and I working through some weird audio issues on his end. The audio gets a lot better, but we left in the weird audio stuff so people could have a little insight into how much fun it is for me, Steve, to edit all of these together. I definitely didn't leave it in out of spite. Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm your glorious child, Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Glorious child, Dustin, um, how are you doing today? Did what? you, perchance, buy an AirPods Max? Uh, AirPods Max, I did not because I bought a pair of wireless Beats. Glorious yeah. child, Dustin, why would you buy the wireless Beats when the AirPods Max said the good lord Steve Jobs did his hand us down to Master Cook for Master, us? Master Cook, were they handed down on a lightsaber? Because I'm yeah, picturing probably. a very Star Wars-themed ascension of, of this. Cook, cook, I am your father. You must exactly. go in and sell it my head pods. Place these cushions around, around your lobes, tethered by terry cloth, and I'll do them at the masses. Are you stuttering, or is the video just really bad right now? Uh, probably the, the video is really bad right now. It sounds like you keep clipping, too, your audio. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Little clip, little clip always good for everyone. What well, my mama, mama. What the hell is going on right now? I think we need to restart this. <laughs> like, I think maybe you need to restart Skype because I already restarted Skype. All right, ready? Three, two, one, record. Hi, I'm Dustin. No, we're skipping that. I'm, I'm just going to edit right back in after the, the Skype glitch or whatever that was. Oh. And we're going to pick up right from where we left off, my glorious child. You are a glorious child. That's Steve, right. For those of you out there don't, that don't realize, Stephen is coming to you live tonight with the new Apple AirPod Maxes around mm. his gently caressed earlobes. Um, Steve, can you tell us a bit about this purchase of yours? Well, I mean, as, as, as the viewers of the YouTube can see, they're not actually around my earlobes right now. They're actually they're around your good testicles. for my ears. No testicles come on uh they're, they're very padded and uh, i've been having a lot of trouble as i'm getting older losing the tissue um the the fatty tissues in, in my my rear so i'm actually sitting on the airpods right now doing a little compression test with them and i gotta say like i'm playing an audiobook and i feel like i can hear it coming up from down below me it's oh is that moby wonderful. dick <laughs> <laughs> yeah moby dick is coming right up <laughs> the white whale you got it dustin wow um let's move straight into follow-up after that wow dustin last it's week been we a talked while, about we talked while. about you getting hush puppies mm. the, those shoes to hush replace money. your cole hans and uh then after we got done recording like a day or two later you revealed some new interesting news to me doesn't you have already moved on from the hush puppies to a whole new shoe i that's not true steven i had not moved on per se 
I bought a pair of shoes on Kickstarter mm-hmm. and they took a year to get here. So in the meantime, while I was waiting patiently, I cheated on them by buying <gasps> this pair of hush puppies. And they just came last week in the mail. I was hoping to wear them to my wedding tomorrow, but it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. I'm sorry, Eric. You're telling me you can't wear shoes when it's raining? No. You're just uh, walking around barefoot out there? Or yeah. What's going Essen- on? Essentially, that's that's how I treat rainy day weddings. I show up barefoot. It's sort of a rain ritual that I do. Now, I like to become a- one with the earth. One thing that users might not know about you and your earthiness is that while I thought you had found the ugliest shoes in existence with your Cole Hans and then with the Hush Puppies, which were basically just Cole Hans, you've somehow managed to find an even uglier shoe with this new Kickstarter thing. These mm-hmm. shoes look almost exactly like the Cole Hans and the Hush Puppies. So mm-hmm. uh, business on top, party down below. Except these take the party to a whole new level. It's because like a rave. having a white sole, which is already not acceptable on a dress shoe, they now have a neon yellow sole. Is that the color or is it's it neon like green? A, which one like did you some, get? It's, it's like somewhere in between the yellow, yellow and green. Uh, it depends on the lighting. I bought them thinking they're thinking they're neon green, and I feel like it's more more of a neon yellow. But but I don't know. I thought they looked looked way cooler in the photos. They feel a little bit more like a golf shoe. They 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 look a golf shoe in person. Mm-hmm. So not a huge huge fan. But I'll try them out. I'll rock rock. See what they feel like. I don't think they're they're gonna be as comfy as my hush puppies, but we'll see. If they give my puppies some hushing or not. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you uploading something over there? No. No. No uploads. No downloads. Mm-hmm. No nothing. Because your audio just went to hell again. Just like words being repeated, random blips, and like clicking noises and stuff. It is crazy. Uh, I mean, I'll pause drop, drop by, but nothing's nothing's going on on Dropbox. Let me do my other computer. All right. Sorry Either about that way. second weirdness. I don't even know if they'll be able to notice the weirdness. People who are listening, it might just be people who watch the video who will see it and hear it. Because I will leave that in. I'll leave it all in. Even the, the part where I talked about whether or not you were watching SNL. No, I'll cut that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say in follow-up uh, after we got through those ugly monstrosities of uh, shoes that you've been wearing, mm-hmm. which, wow, just wow. Beautiful, I know. <laughs> I just, I don't we'll even know it. what to do. We'll leave it for the listeners to decide. Can you send me a picture of yourself wearing those shoes that I could use as the well, episode art for this hoping one? hoping to wear them tomorrow specifically well, can't for you. Just you. wear them tomorrow. Wear them tomorrow. It's going to rain all day. Who cares? That's what I'm these gonna... shoes were made for, baby. Not in a farm. <laughs> Shooting in, a, in the farm lens tomorrow. In the mud. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, it's up to you, man. But uh, other thing I wanted to say, follow, and last part of follow-up, apologies to Stephen Nichols. I don't know why when I was listening back to the episode as I was editing it, 
every time I brought him up, and I think it was a question he asked that we were addressing on the podcast, I called him Stephen Nicholas, and I felt like an idiot. So my apologies, Stephen. That's one Stephen to another. Yeah, you just changed his name legally, and you didn't even realize you were doing it. That's how powerful you are, glorious child Stephen. Oh, we didn't really Dustin. finish that thought. Where did the glorious child thing come from? <laughs> you gotta follow me on Instagram, baby. Uh, that's too dangerous. Following you on Instagram is like, whoo! I forgot that my best friend Dustin unfollowed me on Instagram. No, I Hurting follow you. Heart. I just follow Forever. your other Instagrams, like the real Stephen Van Elk and the official real Stephen Van Elk. Those the actual accounts, real Stephen Van Elk. Yeah. Yeah. Those accounts I can really get behind. The content on there is typically a little bit more my style. Okay. So I received this DM on Instagram, and it said, mm-hmm. hello, I pray may the peace and blessings oh, of yeah, the yeah, ancestors locate you now and forever. I'm very sorry for using text to distract you. It's the ancestors revealed some things to me about you. That's why I contact you. DM me for your revelation. It was all caps. Yes. I remember. So I said, yo, what's this message you have for me from my ancestors? Need that revelation. And they said, the ancestors revealed you have been lacking of not knowing what to do or steps to take for you to be on the right path spiritually. They let me know you're a glorious child. And you came to this world with a lot of blessings, but the witchcraft perform a spell on you when you're a kid, which have been affecting you and blocking your glory to shine, and the blessings didn't come as the ancestors have it in plan for you, my beloved. You should have been more great and achieve in life more than how your if not because of the spell on you what's going on are you having more problems over there on your side you did that on purpose you sound like a robot why would you do that to me can you hear me it literally sounds like a very buzzy robot is talking to me right now i can't understand a word you're saying it's just all buzz can you hear me give me a thumbs up if you can hear me hey hey we're back back at it again oh it's like the eighth time we've had to restart this that's probably not true. Uh, it's probably been like four or five, though. Oh, Dustin, where did we leave off? Um, you because were I don't talking... want to re-record the beginning all over again. That's you okay. Have ugly I think shoes. we're good. I think, yep, we we talked about your AirPods that you got under your butt. We talked about, we talked about my, my, Moby Dick sh- my glorious up, uh-huh. shoes. You apologized for constantly calling our listeners by the wrong name. And uh, oh, yeah. what are you drinking, Stephen? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we finally came back for my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> Dustin, tonight I'm drinking an Eric Blood Axe from Scarlet Lane. That's right, Dustin. It's a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man just like me. You. And Dustin McKibben, what are you drinking tonight? 
tonight, Stephen. I'm drinking a classic, a good old Belgium, new Belgium, not the old Belgium shit that those peddlers used to peddle, but this is the new Belgium fat tire. Good old classic classic. Listen to the sprout of that as it just ejects onto my face when I open it. It's just... Why are uh, you, the aroma. Why, why are you talking about your beer giving you a facial? What other kind of facial would you want, Stephen? I don't know, but eject was the wrong EJ word to use there for the metaphor you were trying to paint for everyone. But paint, I, I like did. the subs on my the suds on my face. It feels so good. I like it dripping down off my chin. I mean, oh. the whole time. Is it harder artist- to? Is it harder to clean up because of the facial hair? Yeah, what do you think of this? I mean, for the listeners out there in the listener world, you can't see this, but I have this thing going on in in my face, around my face, in front of my face. I don't even know what you want to call this. Sort of like the you. Beer suds, You've got it going on, too. The beer suds are what's in your face, ejaculated into your face straight from the can. Um that's just that's just hair. It's sprouted up out of your face. Oh, hair face. Yeah, face hair? yeah. <laughs> your face hair. It's ejaculating out <laughs> to everybody else. Uh, my wife. Eight years we've been married, and ten more or so we've been together before that. This is the first time in the history of our relationship she has allowed me to possibly grow a beard. Try to grow a beard. How's that working out? I mean, I'm on month, this is two months in, so uh, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, That's looking pretty good, man. I, I'm know? kind of at that regret stage where it looks mm-hmm. really bad, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do this, but I've already committed to like buying the beard oils and the- You bought the, the beard, beard oils. The beard vitamins. I'm like all in on a 2021 beardorama. So, Beardoria. Beardoria. Beardorica. uh, Beardemic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's probably a hashtag, Beardemic. I mean, because in my wife's. It's going to be a Beardemic when you pop that fat tire and it ejaculates at your face. I am wearing a mask at every public interaction um with other human beings so no one can see how awful i look um in except theory. for all except. of the people who watch the youtube yes and the facebooks videos yes. of this it's your yes. podcast yeah i mean but no I, one I can't no talk one i haven't shaved that. in two weeks either so it's amazing what two months looks like on me is what two weeks looks like on you that's what scares me is it could take me like four years to actually grow a decent beard and And i don't have a decent beard i'm in the stage of regret where i'm like it looks terrible and i should shave it all off Mm -hmm. that's how i feel yeah like i wore a mask uh to run in and get buffalo wings uh last night and i didn't have my mask and so I wore my daughter's mask because that's what I grabbed out of the cup holder on my way in. My daughter's four years old. So obviously the mask was a little ill-fitting, but I wanted to make sure it covered my nose and mouth, as one should. And so as I'm looking at myself in the reflection of like the little like acrylic glass stuff they have blocking you from the cashier, I realized that my chin hanging out from under the mask looks very similar to that of like someone wearing like 
really tight underwear and like their ball sack hanging out of like their underwear because it just you're talking about like somebody with tight underwear but they have so many pubes like it's streaming out the sides right exactly ball sack right well like a ball like my chin was hanging out oh your chin was hanging out it's like if you just see this hanging out it was it was needless to say plus it's like a floral print mask it's got little unicorns on it and stuff i'm just (laughs) with the with the nut sack hanging out underneath yep yep Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I'm, uh, I'm sure that's a great visual for everyone at home. Oh, if you haven't turned off the podcast yet, we have some great topics to get to tonight, guys. So let's start us off. Stephen has switched on to the Sony Pony. Stephen, take it away. How's that pony been bucking you around? Oh, oh it's awkward. What? Look at him squirm, guys. Look at him squirm. <laughs> Our sponsors from Canon have not heard this episode pre-release. So they crazy. Do. I mean, it's crazy, right? Like, who who gets, like, a Sony? And, like, especially in this year? In this year? Yeah. Like, Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is, for those of you who are watching the video portion of this, that face Steven just made, that's the look of someone who is infidelity. Just... <gasps> on their spouse that look right there it's like ah this year me sony i might have looked i might have touched her but i definitely didn't shoot with her definitely didn't take her out of the box put a little lens on her and click away this coming from the man who was talking about beer all over his face like ejaculate earlier now now you you want to flip this on me and make it sound like I'm into weird sexual stuff with a camera. Are, are you? I, I mean, am. it's a safe place. To do. It doesn't have a mirror inside, so, you know, I don't have to see myself when I do the horrible things to the camera. Oh, Anyways, um, I bought the the Sony. I mean, I've talked about it for a while on this podcast. People know I'm a proponent of having a camera that can write to two cards when you're shooting photos. And I've wanted that for video for a long time. I was really hoping the R6 and R5 from Canon, one of those would do that. Jen and I really wanted to possibly buy an R6 or an R5. We're leaning towards the R6 because it fits our wedding workflow a lot better. Just two SD cards, man. So good, you know? It's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And then you're you like, have to buy one of those ridiculous, so good. Expensive and then you're ones. like, let's buy a Sony. Well, that's the thing. The R6 and the R5, neither one of them records video to two cards at the same time. So uh, Jen and I have been getting a lot more inquiries for video, and we're hoping that like maybe this next year we could shoot a lot more video. And I want a main camera body that is able to record to two cards at the same time when I'm shooting video. So it was either getting a Sony, which is something that I feel like I've edited enough other people's photos or Maybe I should be more correct. Jen's edited enough other people's photos that it seems like the the Sony's work really well and fit with like our editing style. Uh, whereas the other option is the the Panasonic Lumex cameras. Those record to two cards, some of them, and uh, I just I don't know anybody who uses those for photos. So it just don't. seemed like if I was going to do photo and video, possibly with this, and possibly looking at the possibility of in the future shooting with a completely different camera brand or going all mirrorless 
it would make more sense to go with the brand that I felt like was already doing good work for both photo and video. So that's that's mm-hmm. what it came down to, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, so I got a Sony A7 III. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to pony up for the A7S. No, the A7S three isn't that the one that only records photos that are like 12 megapixels, or am I thinking of the A7R four? Which one no, is that? That's I don't that's know. They're, correct. They're, they're naming conventions. Uh, the A7S three is the one that does that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted a camera that could do photos and video, not just video well. So a, the A7 three really felt like the best fit there. Plus, uh, Black Friday, the deal on Amazon was like 16.99 for the camera. And then I got an additional 10% off if I use my Amazon card. And it was too good to pass up that deal. Speaking of Sony, not to belittle Steven's Sony pony mm-hmm. jumping on the horseback, mm-hmm. uh, my wife mm-hmm. photographed a wedding. Um, With a Nikon? She, Did she two, use a Nikon? No, three weeks ago now. Three weeks ago now, my no, wife photographed Dustin. a wedding. No, Dustin, don't say it. Did she go what? back to the Nikons? No, we don't. We only have one Nikon. No, we shot Sony for everything now, um, except for photo booths. But, <laughs> but no, uh, she was shooting Sony and shot this wedding. It was a California couple. Obviously, COVID changed their plans, so they ended up getting married here in Indiana at a family member's barn, and because you know we have so many of them, and so they got married here. Uh, wedding. I know very little about the wedding because there was a wedding planner involved. And <laughs> I mean, as far as the family, what the bride, like when, when I deal with the bride and groom, I get to know them on more of what a personal level. What is this level. going to have to do with Sony cameras? Are we going to get I'm there getting, eventually? Getting there. Follow the breadcrumbs. So anyways, cringe shooting this wedding, right? And she gets all the way to and the end of the night. two little children, they get shooting. let out into the woods, and they're dropping she... breadcrumbs behind them. But then, like, they can't find the breadcrumbs because, like, the birds ate the breadcrumbs. And, like, ah, oh, they just can't get back to the house, which is how I feel about this story because it's not getting back to the Sonys. So Corinne's, uh and Lily, who's shooting Gretel? with her, Hon- are going which, to shoot the Hansel and which one's Gretel out of Corinne and Lily. They're, send, they're shooting the sparkler send-off, and it's super low light, you know, with the sparklers and everything. And the bride's father comes up to Corinne and said, like, oh, you know, what are you, sh- what are you guys shooting with there? And he's like, oh, you're shooting with Sony. Like, you're going to be fine shooting this sparkler send-off. And she's like, oh, like, you, you ha- like, do you have a camera? Or, like, you know, how do you know that about Sony? He's like, oh, I work for Sony. I'm, like, one of their VPs. And... She just cringe, just kind of like brushes it off, shoots the sparkler send off, nothing comes of it. And then, and the, all the photos are just too dark and you can't see anything. And she's like, Fuck him. <laughs> No, the bride, the bride emails me a week after the wedding, and just says, like, Oh, by the way, like, I wanted to connect you. Apparently, my dad wants to hook you up. He's like a VP at Sony and wanted to like hook you guys up with the uh, like ambassador program or like some sort of program and i'm like freaking out i'm yeah. like oh yeah like hook me up we'll be like a sony artisan of light or whatever it is at sony like hook me up turns out it's just like hooking me up with like some sort of like sony social media 
thing that they're like beta testing where it's just like Flickr for Sony users. And I'm just like, ah. I'm like, so where are the perks involved in this? Where are the perks in this equation that I got all jazzed up about? And And they're like, oh, yeah, see, we already have our Indiana team. It's Inamics. You're friends with them, Dustin. So that would be really awkward for us to cancel on them to take you on. Like, their video, though, like, we can be photo, photo, video. (laughs) We can shoot Star Trek because they shoot Star Wars. We can diversify. You're just going to sell your soul and just go over I would do that to be a Sony artist. (laughs) Is that even what they're called? I don't know. It sounds right. <laughs> I, think, I think they were like, what does Panera call that really good bread that they sell? It's like the artisan bread. Let's call this Sony Artisans. Let's call this Sony Paneras. <laughs> Dustin, Steven. I saw a screenshot in a mm-hmm. random Facebook group. Little trigger warning for you, my friend. This is a bit morose. Are you ready for this? Give it to me, baby. Well, says random person, I had the most traumatic session of my career today. I was doing an extended family session for a friend of mine who I've known for 10 plus years. She wanted to have her grandma there because grandma isn't doing well. And they wanted family pictures to have with grandma. Well, after the grandparents were done with pictures, they left, or so we thought. And we were doing pics of her and her husband and kids. After about 15 minutes of those, her dad runs over and says, Grandma's dead. What? Her grandma died in the parking lot. I'm just so heartbroken and honestly pretty traumatized. I know my sadness is nothing compared to theirs, but I know you all will understand how things like this affects us personally. I'm editing the pictures right now to get them to her as soon as possible so they have them. But that's so hard. So, Dustin, I wanted to know, have you ever looked death in the face and said, not until I finish with these photos? (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought of when I read this was, well, the value of these photos just went up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit tactless and crass. (laughs) but I assume that's where we're going with this one. I mean, I'm just saying these are literally the last photos of this woman. Think of how much it's, these are worth now. It's literally like everything that like we pitch to our clients as you want to get these photos with your grandparents uh, at your wedding or in this family session or whatever, because you don't know how much longer you have with them and you'll treasure these photos for the rest of your life literally like compounded into a 15 minute time period there (laughs) it happens and all i can think though as an outsider looking back at this is or looking in on this i guess out out, why would an outsider be looking back i'm outside i'm looking in i'm a voyeur okay as a voyeur all i can think is i'm not gonna like the photos from this session if my grandparent died 15 minutes later that's going to be the most traumatic experience of my life forget the photographer's life i'm going to look back at this and be like this photo session killed my grandma 
that's but that's where I am. This and photographer like, killed my grandma. Yeah, like I'm I'm, I'm throwing this out there because like people in the group that I saw this in were all very supportive and as we should be. But should I'm we? but I'm thinking I'm thinking you killed their grandma. Be like. Excuse me, excuse me. No one seems to be asking the real questions. We are being extremely, extremely tactless and crass here. And uh, what poses did you have Grams doing? Can we <laughs> can we talk about that? There was the one where she was doing keg stands. There was the one where she was uh, doing jumping jacks. Did you really need her to climb to the top of the tree? Was the treetop holding the Christmas star, doing the whole pyramid thing? Was that really necessary for was Grams? Was the backflip down off the tree necessary? <laughs> I mean, we we should have caught her. I'm not gonna lie, we should have caught her, but we didn't. Is but when is she your... popped up with both hands in the air like Carrie Strug, <laughs> landing it, you know, of one foot in the air because she just couldn't, you know. Uh, I mean, geez. if I was the client, I definitely would be asking you, Stephen, as the photographer about your liability insurance. I mean, I just want to have all my bases covered for oh. a wrongful death suit. I mean, come on. It's my grandma. So Dustin, we've talked about this before, but like have you ever had a, like a wedding or other event where somebody died or came close to death at the event? Oh, absolutely. 100%. And how I don't, I don't think you would be that? doing your job if you haven't had that. If you didn't push someone to the brink of death, you weren't doing your job. Is that what you wanted to say? I like I mean, I I go all in on these weddings, Steve. And there's no one that gets to take a bench in my wedding day. Um, no, I've had uh had a wedding in New York where a grandma or grandpa, I can't remember which one it was, somebody had some heart thing, ambulance came. Um, and I'm trying to like distract the bride and groom cause it was right during portraits. And so I didn't want them to be morose for all of portraits. It was like a weird, like trying to decide like how much do I let them be aware of what's going on over here? Knowing that like bride being a nurse is going to want to go help, even though there's already nurses over there helping that were in the wedding party. Like there's nothing she can physically do, but do I want her to be in a pissed off, like not in a pissed off, but like in, um, you know, she's not, her head space is not where I want it to be for good photos. And let's see, I've had another wedding where grandma fell uh, in the parking lot and had to be taken to the hospital right before the ceremony. Wow. Yeah. It, it started off with like, oh, grandma just uh, fell getting in, like out of the car. And then like somebody like showed us a picture and like grandma fell and she was bleeding all over the parking lot. And it was like, um, yeah, that's not just like grandma. Fell. I mean, they were downplaying it for the bride. Mm-hmm. And so like I was only getting the information the bride was getting. And then like one of the like brothers of the bride like shows me the picture. And I'm like, holy shit, grandma. You know, and she passed away a few days later. <clears throat> Whoa. What? Yeah. yeah, no joke. No joke there. But I so. Thought- I thought I thought this topic would be a good one to talk about right now during the time of COVID. <laughs> and, the, and then I was like, wait, no, no, it's not. I don't so, know that there is a good time to talk about this. So I I had a rehearsal dinner I photographed many, many years ago where 
they hired me specifically because grandma wasn't going to be well enough to come to the wedding, but they thought she could handle the rehearsal dinner. And so they hired me so I could get some photos with the bride and the groom with grandma. And I thought that was really sweet. And the grandma passed away a few months later. And so those were like, kind of like in this situation with the family photos that those were the last photos of her. So moving forward, all weddings, I put like a huge emphasis on getting pictures of grandparents to the point where when I'm doing family portraits, I actually will like kick the bride out and I'll do like just a picture of grandma and grandpa or like just a grandma photo. And like, look, 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 bride, groom, everybody step to the side. It's grandma it's, and grandpa's time. We're doing boo couples boudoir shots with the two of them. Get naked, Gramps. Um, we're going to get no. down and dirty. We want to show the beauty of life so close to death. So <laughs> very close to death. But I, I 100% do. I like snap photos of grandma and grandpa during family portrait time. Um, and if I forget to do it or I miss it, I will like circle back and do them at the reception. But... I can't tell you, I probably once a month or once every two months, I'll get an email or a Facebook message from a bride or a bride's mom just saying like, hey, like, is it okay if we use this photo? My father passed away. Or my grandfather passed Jiminy away. Jiminy Christmas. Once or twice a month you get that email? Oh, maybe a little bit more seldom than that. But, I mean, you got to remember how many weddings hey, I Hey, I'm Dustin McKibben. Every other day I get an email from I a past whose <laughs> grandma or grandpa <laughs> Great uncle, great aunt. Uh, sometimes younger brother, younger sister has Jesus. passed away. Groom. Sometimes they it's just, the groom. They just want to know if, uh, yeah, we shouldn't know. Don't say groom. That brings me to a dark place because that happened to me and Jen. So, <sighs> Bride? Yeah. Bride, is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> we never had a bride pass away. Oh, gosh, no. I mean, we're laughing at the whore of death because it is a whore. <laughs> Welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. Hey, uh, Dustin, if we could move on Steven. to later, later subjects, that let's oh, lighten it up like of, fake mayo. That kind of that, gross. Why is this? Because we're going back to beer. Now you want to go back <laughs> to things that remind you of ejaculate. Uh, saw this article on Petapixel. Thought you might love it. Yep, I wrote it. You wrote this article. Um, so, Dustin, they had a huge article on Petapixel. We talked a while back about how Dogfish Head made a beer that you could develop film in. Well, turns out you can develop film in a lot of beers out there that you don't have to specifically brew to be able to develop beer in. So, on Petapixel, they had a whole article. Um, it was by Eric Stabile. Stabile? 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 I don't know. But he talks all about this um, this project he did where he's been going around and he's been shooting people at breweries on film and developing the film in the beer that they brew at the breweries. And I thought it was the coolest project I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I just I really wanted to bring to light that um beer is good. <laughs> it's good for photographers. This this is this is proof that all photographers should be drinking more beer, right? Am I, am I, I right? They should I at think... least have beer around them to develop film in from time to time. Like even if they're not drinking the beer, they should be buying beer on a consistent basis 
just to have around. Um, one of my favorite things, though, about the article was they talked about uh, how aspects are beer adds slight variations to the negative when you go to develop it so they were talking about how a stout produced a softer negative whereas a sour produces a sharper negative and that makes sense when you think about the chemistry of it because a sour has much lower ph than a stout and that acidity aids in the development process those are direct words from eric stabiles stabiles article on Betapixel. And these photos so, are still retouched up the wazoo. You think so? Mm-hmm. There are a few where uh, it was a bit overexposed on people's faces and stuff. <clears throat> but you, re- you what, really think there's a retouching out the wazoo? Uh, but um, anyway, the, down the at the bottom... The hoodie, that one is the one you can really see it in. Mm-hmm. Down at the bottom of the article, though, we'll include a, li- include a link for this in the show notes. Um, they give directions mm-hmm. on how you can use beer. I think really, though, what this tells to me, develop Steve, your negatives. as somebody who went to photo school and mm-hmm. actually developed film for a living at a photo lab using the proper chemicals, really makes me question what's in my beer. It really makes me question why you weren't drinking those photochemicals, buddy. I mean, you could have been blitzed 24-7. I mean, it sounds like what this guy has gotten to the bottom of is maybe a little bit of a side hustle for Kodak. (laughs) Get your Kodak hooch, baby. Get your Kodak six-pack. It's literally (laughs) the same thing we use for film developing. We just add some froth to it. We just froth it up. So, Dustin, uh, I think... So, Stephen. Uh, hey, we we, we got to give thanks this week to a new Patreon sub. Dustin, do you want to you wanna take this one? Take it away. Where, where am I? When, huh, huh. Yeah? Huh? Huh? Where, where's so, this at? Patreon? Right above the Q&A. I didn't know we were skipping fake mail again and the drone zone. Oh, shoot. Yeah, no, we'll go back to the drone zone. We'll, we'll do this first, then we'll go back to the drone zone. Okay. So we're, wait, say that again? We're... The Patreon. We, we gotta give thanks to a new, to a new sub. Do you want to, do, do you know who the sub is, first off? Can you read this? Beginner Photography Podcast. <laughs> That's right, our, friend of the show. Padre, who went to imaging, not with us, but kind of saw us. Yeah. I think I think I would actually say this is the competition. The competition is now investing in us. Is he competition? I actually I saw Raymond. I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast, but he was actually Raymondo. Uh, so Raymond Hatfield runs the Beginner Photography Podcast, and the last wedding Jen and I shot this year, Raymond was actually there during the day doing uh, 360 photos of the venue for um, Hamilton County. So he's hired by the county. He's doing a uh, the bluffs at Counter Prairie, which is where our wedding was. And then I think the next day he was going to the uh, Pacers practice arena, which is also in Hamilton County. And so he's doing like a bunch of uh, things like that all throughout so that they could build virtual tours. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to say big thanks to Raymond Hatfield and the Beginner Photography Podcast for listeners of our show um the beginner photography podcast is a really amazing podcast raymond does interviews every single week with people who are i would say 
much more intelligent than Dustin and I. Mm, debatable. Much more intelligent than Dustin and I um, about photography and um, gets their info and input about how to shoot, how to light, how to run a business, how to run social media, how to do marketing, like all that kind of stuff. Not just, you know, the basics of photography or beginner like level content. Like it's really a much more full view of photography. So uh, go listen to him, maybe sign up for his Patreon because <laughs> he's going to need that money to pay for his Patreon subscription, our Patreon, am I right? You're right. Give more money so he can give us more money. <laughs> That's how this works. Um, and then the so more money we Justin... get, the more lists we can be on, like top ten photography podcast in Sweden. <laughs> With Sweden, oh, yeah. right? Austria. Uh, Austria. Doesn't same thing. <laughs> Do you want to head over to the drone zone? Welcome to the drone zone, Stephen. I live in the drone zone. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Dustin, I don't know if you'll call baloney, but there's a new Sony pony. Mm. Getting very Should we call it? Sony? Can we call it a Sony Falcon? No. Why? No. We, there's a whole rhyme scheme, and drone True. almost fits with the rhyme scheme. Why would you deviate from the Sony pony droney? It's a Sony pony droney. What? Why would you say falcons? What is wrong with you? Sony Can you pick a bird that at least Robin? is like an Oni? Oriole? Nope. <laughs> Come on, keep naming birds. How many birds do you know? Apparently not enough. Apparently not enough. <laughs> so doesn't do I think you know we'll need Sally this, Psycho uh... to find us a bird that rhymes with Sony. So this is uh this is a little bit older news that the Sony has uh released a new drone or is uh, going to release a new drone I should say it's not out there yet but they're calling it Airpeak and their idea is to support video creators um and they're saying that they they want to create a drone that will uh be able to help people make YouTube videos better basically That's and we'll very good this yes yes That's there's like not a lot of we, details we want to make a drone that flies <laughs> that's where we're starting that's like our baseline wait till you see this thing that we're trying to make that we want it to fly it's our flying sony pony <laughs> we're about to buckle up let's take off welcome to the flying sony we're taking an A7 III, we're strapping some DJI wings to it, and here we go. I just don't get I just, I, I don't get Sony Air Peak. Like, Sony Droney was lined up for them. Lined up. Who on their marketing team was like, Air Peak, that's a good one? Especially because AirPods, and there's like alpine and it's just like a lot of other companies with similar don't, don't forget about air power from apple as well right yeah it's just like maybe that's why they chose air peak they're like this will make people let's think confuse of them. air power and uh as we know air power never came out so maybe they'll, they'll they'll gear them up to be ready for when this doesn't come out uh but the 
air peak they want to be able to do not just like youtube videos but also like landscape um mapping and stuff like that so what what they're really talking about is a much more powerful drone even though initial reports on it were saying that it was just going to be like a uh, it's going to be like a drone that follows you around using ai um like a few other drones that are out that are not from DJI. I mean, DJI has like the AI stuff built in, but like the original reports for this is going to be like just AI controlled basically. And not really like a lot of like you on the controls. So, so why don't, why don't they just call it Skynet? <laughs> why don't, why don't we just all give in right now? We're, we're not going to beat them. You know, just, it's the uh, Sony Terminones. So Sony Terminones. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I got really excited when I first saw this announcement. I was like, boom, finally, DJI is going to get some competition. Is it even and then, about DJI getting competition, though? Or is it about now your drone photos, color-wise and everything, will match your cameras that you're using? So you will have, like, a consistent, like, look from your, your drone photos to your actual photos with your cameras, right? Uh, yeah, I guess if we were assuming that Sony's going to put like a one inch CMOS sensor in there. Oh yeah. I heard Sony was all like, we got big sensors, baby. We got big sensors and we're also shipping the first pint of gas that we're going to use to power these things for free. (laughs) (laughs) Million dollar idea. Solar powered drones. (laughs) Solar power takes so long to charge. You would not be able to get any lift. Just saying. Oh. Just saying. Not if it's already up in the air. So, Dustin, do you have anything else to say about the Sonys? The Sony, uh, the Sony journey. I, I think we're going to be. We're for those of us who liked using drones on a professional level. I don't mm-hmm. think this is going to be the answer for us. I think this but is. They want be it to be the answer. They want it to be the answer. They they want it to be a answer, but I don't think it's the answer. An answer. I, I think this is for the people who want to like run through the woods because I have nothing else to say. (laughs) I think this is going to be more of a Skydio type drone. That's that's the drone I was thinking about. Skydio. There we go. Which is a cool drone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool thing. It's it's a it is a drone. It does do things. But I think this is going to fall a little bit more around that realm. I don't think this is going to be like, hey, I've got this commercial I need to go shoot. Let me grab my pony Sony Fly Floney and toss it up in the air. The Sony Pony Flying Floney. Oh, Dustin, let's move on to some Q&A. I think this is going to be a flop. <laughs> the Sony Ponies or the Q&A? <laughs> so the Sony Pony Floney Flyny Floney. Flomey, you can't even get the word drone in there. It's like all the way there, it just needs a Y at the end. And you can't even oh. get drone in there. Droney. Droney. Drum. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve, good friend of the show, Brian Martuculatius. Can't pronounce that last Marshall name. Minus. Yep, what, what Steve said. On Instagram, what the F-bomb is the point of photographer listing? If you're going to read the question, read it right. Are you going to bleep me out later? Yeah, I always do. <laughs> what the f- is the point of a photographer listing the gear of the camera systems in the Instagram info? 
etc. Well, I think uh, the point of listing your gear or your camera systems in your Instagram info is uh, to show everybody that you're a real professional, not like those fake professionals out there. Everybody else on Instagram is just using an iPhone, and you need them to know that you're using a Sony A6000. <laughs> or a Skydio. You really want people to know that you're using that Canon M100 because that shows that you're professional. See, I, I'm on Team Brian on this one, though, because like I don't <laughs> post anything because when I do slip a little iPhone photo in there, I don't want them to be like, oh... He didn't post the caption for the 5D27A, so that must be an iPhone photo. This guy's a phony. No, no, no. Brian's going even deeper. He's saying in their actual profile. So in their profile, it says like Dustin McKibben, Sony A7 III, 70 to 200 millimeter f2.8. People do this? 35 millimeter f1.4. I don't know. Is that what you shoot with mostly? I feel like, yeah, that that sounds like you. That's you. That's you, right? 24 to 70 millimeter of 2.8? No, I've actually fallen down the deep, dark rabbit hole of the 35. And then I just said 35. I said 35. Son of a bitch. I, I, I double sling a 35 and a 135. Ugh. I know. Yuck. It's dirty, but it's good. It's so good. It's like covers all bases. Oh gosh, Takes Dustin's just covered to long. In Sony Primes. One point eight has never felt so shallow. So disgusting. I want this to stop so bad. Oh, oh you're on thirty-five, one thirty-five now. I know it's weird and it feels good and it's easy. <laughs> doing a lot of cropping and posts is that what you're up to now no no i don't do a lot of cropping i just i just like it yeah no what when, when i would shoot with the t so i was doing 24 to 70 135 <laughs> I just like it. and i found myself primarily shooting around the, when i was shooting 24 to 70 i would i would only have it for the 24 to 35 range and it was just a lot of lens to carry around by myself when uh -huh. on her maternity leave. And so I was like, Man, <laughs> sorry, it was, like a, it was, it was too much lens to carry around when you didn't have the pack mule that you married to carry it around. Is that what you're trying to say? Are you relating your wife to a pack <laughs> mule there? Like, Oh, if Corinne is here, she could take one of these damn lenses from me. Oh, but without her here, I have to carry them on my own. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we shoot together and she likes shooting with the 24 to 70, or at least she did until we, bought the 35 and um the 35 is just really really sharp sony really outdid themselves with the 35 one eight you were curious i mean we're way off of what brian was asking about i know but, brian you're right everyone else i want to say jen and i both have 35s we have we have two 35s 35 235, is a great focal length 235 yeah. that's so long yeah, I mean, we, we honestly spend most of our time on 50 millimeters, but we have 235s, and we don't do wide shots wider than 35 when we're shooting weddings anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Like when we first got started, it was like, oh, we have to get like a 17 to 35 so we can go real wide. And we just don't do that, man. It's just too much distortion. I don't know. It's just, I don't like it. I see people who shoot with like the 24 millimeter primes on wedding days and I, I just don't get it. I don't. I, it's probably the only lens that I would like to maybe get yet is the 24 prime or like a 20 prime. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My second shooter. Portraits? At, oh yeah. Like a 24 prime kind of feeling it. You know, though, I oh, like yeah. doing those wide epic. You, you like your bodies to look all distorted and long, like the slender thing, bends. The, the thing though, is like the Sony G master primes, like don't have a lot of distortion. Slender bends. Sorry. Slenderman's? Yeah. Was sorry. Slenderman's? What, what do you smoke? I'm sorry. Slen- Excuse me? Sl- Slenderman's? You're, you're, you're smoking <laughs> Slenderman's? Yeah. Slenderman. Uh. Slenderman's? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's good. Cool. We'll go with that. Uh, Brian, I don't understand what the fuck is the point of a photographer listing their gear or camera systems in their Instagram info either. I feel like it's people who are really insecure who think that the the camera is what makes them a professional instead of their ability to shoot and how they shoot and capture things. Uh, yeah, Brian, I would just ask them in if this is somebody you follow. Um, apparently, I don't follow this lowly of human beings. But uh, you <laughs> really, that's how you're going to say it. I don't follow the snails and slugs that just slime their way all over everything, Brian. I'm glad you do, though, Brian. I would just comp, I would just uh, maybe confront them, Brian, and ask them. Uh, I noticed you had some gear, some gear posted on your Instagram profile. Is that for sale? Um, because I'm not interested in buying it. <laughs> I'm not interested in buying your kit lens. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, your 10 to 18 sounds very convincingly beautiful. Your 10 to 18 f 3.5 to 5.6. I love great. a good variable aperture. Oh. One that just can't make up its mind. I just don't know how much light I want to let in. Okay, Dustin? You know, I'm, I'm very particular about the lights that I let in to the from Kenzie Ray McMullen in our very own Facebook group. Just had a bizarre call with a potential bride who apparently is hiring different photographers for different parts of her wedding day. Mm-hmm, My contract yeah, states on. that I am to be the only photographer, and I'm kind of thrown off on how I feel because on one hand, I'll be the only one there shooting that portion. But also, on the other hand, would much rather just shoot the whole wedding. Anyways, this bride only wants to f- me to photograph her brunch and getting ready with her bridesmaids and some family. Has anyone ever dealt with this? Is this the new norm, or is she crazy? I do not believe it is the new norm, because I think, unless you were super loaded and very indecisive, I don't think it would be cost-effective for someone to hire a different photographer for different elements of the day. I mean, so Kenzie, Kenzie did follow up, because I, I mentioned that I thought it was bizarre and weird, and that the reasons I've seen people do this is because like their main photographer they hired couldn't be there for the getting-ready photos, or it'd be too much money, or they just couldn't, didn't want to do it or something, so they had to hire somebody else to take care of it. Um, 
and Kenzie said that the person who reached out to her said they'd been researching a bunch of photographers for their wedding day and fell in love with a bunch of them and so just wanted to hire a bunch of them to cover different parts of the day. Yeah, I read that, is that too. Normal? Is that normal? No. <laughs> Tell no. me, Dustin, is this normal? Am I, am I going crazy? No, what, am what, I going crazy? I think, I think though, like what this would leave me feeling as a photographer is this sense of doubt in my own self-worth and my skill level. Where, <laughs> no. Hey, Kenzie, doubt yourself. Kenzie, Dustin well, wants no, it, you to doubt yourself. Kenzie, would, I want, it, I want you to know that wonder... Dustin says doubt yourself. It would make you're not good enough, Kenzie, so you should feel insecure because Dustin wants you to know, doubt yourself. I mean, it would have me wondering, though, because the bride is like, wow, Kenzie, like you're getting ready photos are like, like dynamite. But I don't necessarily love your portraits like that's. But that I would have me get, I would think it would give me a complex, and so I would want to ask her. I'm like, well, what made this other photographer you picks portraits like better than mine? <laughs> well, it makes it better. You tell me, Dustin. I, I don't know. I mean, is it purely like an editing thing? But then, like, her photos are going to look inconsistent if, like, you edit one way, and the person say she wants like a dark and moody person for like her her portraits and so she hires stevie poo and she's like you know stevie the poo stevie, stevie the, the poo. poo oh my stevie gets the honey on his poo no <laughs> wait what no that's, what sorry that's not how the Winnie the poo song no. goes anywho uh kenzie crazy bride uh would make me concerned about even working with her in the first place um but I would definitely want a powwow with the other shooters to make sure everybody's kind of on the same page. Right? Wouldn't you, Steve? Wouldn't you want to, like, talk to the other people? Would it be weirder if they hired another photographer who was the same style as you for later in the day and then another one for later in the day who is also That's what I'm the saying. same style as the first of you? Or, or would it be more normal if they were all different styles? And it was just going to be like this crazy, weird, kamikaze looking thing that was just like, kamikaze is the wrong word, but like just this like crazy, un- <laughs> suicidal, thing, thing so suicidal just, type wedding. This thing we just can't understand that's just way out there. And it's like all these different patterns merging on top of each right. other. The, like, that's what I mean. Like this the only is the art we need. The only way I could see it is if like, is if you hired like a two man for like the getting ready who like does like very risque what very <laughs> two man photography uh, yeah so, but what two two men and they do very like on which, like off camera flash which, which two men are getting you, ready photos that, that's and then an, and then you hired like someone an, you're that's not like answering me more need dark and moody two men more are we documentary style for the ceremony and then you like switch but somebody cheap for the reception. Men. Which two men? Two and a half men? You want Charlie Sheen there? <laughs> Ashton Kutcher, man. It's the new one. Get with it. Anywho. Um, but yeah. yeah. So would you do this, Steve? If someone called you up and like, hey, Steve-O, what you doing for brunch? You want to come shoot me, put some makeup on? That's all I need you for. 
Let's see. Yeah. Do you want to check give in the mail? I'll be there Saturday just to get my makeup on. If I don't already have another thing booked that Saturday, yeah, yeah, totally. It's very possible you could book just to getting ready and then go shoot another wedding afterwards. It's true. You know that's that could be how it is. Who knows, man? Dustin from a throwaway count on the Reddit, Am I the Asshole? Mm. About a month back, my husband and I got married. We had this very small church wedding with just family and friends. My friend David is a professional photographer and is kind of famous in our city for his amazing work. When I told him about my wedding, he offered to do the photos for free as a wedding gift. Yesterday, we received the wedding pics, and, well, he's edited the heck out of my face and body. First thing I noticed was that he's made my waist smaller to get that hourglass appearance. The next thing he did was to edit my rather pointy nose into a small button-like one. Hmm. In some pictures where my side profile is visible, he edited out the dorsal hump. The end result still looks like me, but also like every generic Instagram model you see online. I quite like my nose, and I quite like the way I looked on my wedding day. So I called him up to ask if he had the unedited versions of these pics, and he said he's already deleted those. I told him that he shouldn't have photoshopped my wedding pics without asking first, and that it ruined the whole thing. He said that he only made subtle changes, changes that most of his clients ask him to do, and that's why he was being proactive in my case. I told him that it was very stupid to assume that everyone likes wants the same thing. He didn't think he was wrong and said he was trying to do a nice thing and I was being ungrateful. I told all of this to a common friend and she thinks I'm overreacting because all he did was, quote, make you look prettier. There's so many layers to this that I'm not sure if I feel comfortable (laughs) talking about it. This is this is like a heavy question, Steve. Yeah, I put this in our show notes, and uh, then like two days later, I listened to the most recent Secret Life of Weddings podcast, and they discuss this question. I feel like if Lisa and Rebecca could do it, you could do it too, Dustin. Come on. Yeah, but they're women discussing what women want, and I'm uh, Hey, man. everyone out there, Dustin's canceled. He's a piece of shit. Now we all know that. <laughs> Exactly. I'm glad we're all on the same page. I'm glad Dustin brought us there. We didn't have to get there on our own. <laughs> oh, this cancel society will just cancel me. I, your co-host, I just canceled you. It's not the society. I canceled you because you were in the in the act of canceling yourself. <laughs> and I don't know why. You could just Give your thoughts on this without saying, like, oh, I can't answer because I'm a man. Well, if I, I would never see, this is why I don't ever retouch any of my wedding photos before they go out because I don't ever want to make preconceived notions that somebody does or doesn't want anything tweaked, changed, manipulated, and because I'm kind of lazy and I don't really want to do that work unless they absolutely want it. Uh, I mean, Jen and I do documentary type 
documentary type like wedding photography is what we call it when we talk to our clients we don't retouch anything the most we might do is if you have like a a documentary type photographer so i don't edit the most we might do is like if if somebody has like a zit on their face or something we might get rid of that windex right that's really (laughs) wipe on wipe off yeah yeah, if, if there's maybe like a smudge from a fingerprint on their face or something, we might get rid of that. Yeah. Squirk, squirk, squirk. Wipe on. Wipe off. I I read this and I put it in our show notes because I was flabbergasted at the idea that you would alter how a person looks on their wedding day without consulting them first. If somebody asks for that, then yeah, if they ask for it, you can do it. I still wouldn't want to do it. I would charge them money to do it if they're asking for these sorts of changes. But I'm not just going to do this to somebody because because in in my mind, <laughs> I'm there to capture the day as it happens. I'm there to provide an accurate story of what happened. And when you start photoshopping somebody and changing the way they look, you're now dealing in lies. And I, I don't I don't want to sit on a throne of lies. You are a throne of lies. Um, I think also that there is a level of responsibility on the the clients for like she should have maybe seen this guy's work and realized there was probably a level of retouching that went into his work that perhaps might have overstepped her level of comfort in her own appearance. Um, obviously that, you know, the layman isn't going to think like, oh, his photos look amazing. All of their noses must be retouched. Um, the, the thing I got to wonder though, is she does say that he's a kind of famous photographer in her city for his amazing work. And he offered to do the photos for free. And like a part of me is just like, those two things, you got free photos. So you shouldn't really be complaining. But also if he was like good at wedding photography, like. He wouldn't be offering to do it for free. Like, yeah, like my best friend doesn't even get free photos, and I'm pretty famous. You're pretty famous? I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just taking a drink of water and ignoring what you're saying, like I normally do uh, when I water? run out of my beer. Water? <laughs> Vodka. Uh, What's clear? Potato? <laughs> potato juice. I was drinking some potato juice, and. Uh, Ah, no, I just, I, this is one of those things where it's like, in the end, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like maybe you should have had a conversation with this person before you just let them shoot your wedding. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should have scheduled like a engagement shoot so you would have known. And a a lot of people were responding to this saying like, this person's lying to you if they deleted the raw photos and stuff like that. Can we just name the photographer? Are we allowed to name drop? Yeah, David what? Raymond Hatfield, I believe. David Raymond Hatfield. That's that person's name. (laughs) Wow. Is that that who it was? David. Yeah, David. Dr. David Raymond Hatfield. Dr. David. Wow. (laughs) Dr. D. Has a podcast, I'm told, because he's so famous. So a lot of people were commenting on this because um, I see I saw it posted in a few Facebook groups, too, and stuff. And they were saying, like, no real photographer would delete the raws and stuff like that. And I was just like, 
yeah, no, a lot of real photographers would delete the raws because once they're done editing, they're done and they wipe their hands of it and they walk away. And it was just like a lot of people wanted to come down with an opinion on this based on how they run their businesses. And it's like, well, you can't really judge this person by how you run your business because unless you're going out and offering to do free work for other people for weddings you're not really operating in the same ballpark i mean i think the solution to this is pretty easy i think we're belating the point but um just simply go to ask, retouch up down yeah just sponsor just simply, this show send them a few photos of yourself take it with your iphone and just say could you add back the yeah. uh nose and I need my dorsal fin dorsal put hump. back on and i need my belly my love handles pushed back out a little bit it would be the oddest request they've ever gotten but I don't think um it would be though i don't think it would be i think they'd look at that request and they'd be like yeah we we understand you want to look like you you don't want to look like not you you don't want to look like cgi you you don't want to look like what i mean what i mean though is they typically don't probably get the afters and get asked to make them the befores (laughs) well they would be making them the befores they'd just be making them look like themselves with that other photographer's weird preset you know and his weird posing style that he did for free are the poses weird did you see photos they didn't post photos it's a throwaway account on reddit throwaway account is like when they create account that is not their real account and they say something like throwaway account one two three four five is their username or something and then they just post something putting somebody on blast but they don't actually want to say who it is so it could be who you said it might be dr d you know it might not be david it might be dr d like you said Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man. Is that Dustin underscore McKibben? And I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover on Facebook. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH or go to steveanddustinsavetheworld.com. That'll bring you there, too. That'll get you there, you know? Just just like Dustin Spears is going to get there on his face. Mm, mm. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace, embrace of death. death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another, another wedding. wedding. Yeah. Dustin, what a good, my man. What a good in the hood when you ride in hood. I know you got to keep it short because uh, your your good friend Luke is coming over to pick something up. But uh, not much, man. Just uh, burning and turning, burning and turning, <laughs> gripping and ripping. You know, gripping and ripping. Uh, we got a wedding tomorrow. Uh, shooting a wedding. I don't know if you remember what those are. People get married. We're doing it. We're showing up. I'm sorry, is shooting a wedding, is that like filling out a cancellation form? Is that what that's like? Sort of like that, but this one happens. (laughs) Filling out cancellation forms happens too, I can tell you. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, and it's 100% chance of rain tomorrow. So super excited that we spent a nice chunk of time this week scouting outdoor locations. Um... Yeah, pretty pumped for that. 
So hopefully that changes because we're supposed to do a first look. But yeah, other than that, we got one more wedding after this, and we are peace out, 2020. You've been fun. Have you been fun, 2020? Have you? Uh, <laughs> Haven't you? Haven't, Haven't you been a tease? You? Haven't you? Making uh, my friend Morgan wrote a uh, a post the other day on Facebook. Diatribe. Sorry. Wait, what? Um, nope. Um, okay. My friend Morgan posted a post on Facebook the other day, uh, just kind of putting a sort of a conclusion on her wedding season. Uh, she shot her last wedding last weekend for the year and just said just like how excited she was. And she's never really been excited for the end of a, a wedding season before quite like this, simply because it's just been such a year for us wedding photographers where... Like, we can't get COVID because it's already tough enough wondering if we're going to wake up to a phone call that, like, our wedding's canceled or postponed or what have you um, or cut in half. And then, like, if you catch it, then now what are you going to do? Have someone else go shoot the wedding? Um, you know, there's this... Possibly give that person COVID. <laughs> yeah. it's It's just, like, this whole like never ending stress cycle that we wedding photographers have been feeling all year. And she really did a good job of kind of like verbalizing a lot of them. And, um, yeah, maybe I'll share it in the Facebook groups. Jen and I had the weird sensation of, uh, we had, you guys are done for the year too. We had symptoms consistent with COVID like symptoms and they came on after our last wedding of the year. And we also, I had a, an engagement shoot I had done before that wedding that contacted me to say one of them had contracted COVID. And then uh, our the, the person who was watching our children while we were shooting that last wedding of the year contacted us to let us know that they also had COVID um, and that they had come down with symptoms the day they were watching our children. So we had a fun time where mm -hmm. Jen and I both came down with symptoms very consistent with COVID after getting contact saying we'd been in, you know, indirect contact with people who had COVID. Yeah, so, you're COVID free. So we got tests and we were COVID free. But um, it looks like maybe we had really bad colds or possibly yeah. the flu. Because there was like one day I was trying to do dishes and I felt so out of sorts. I had to like just lay down. Just I feel the same way the when floor. I do dishes, Steve. It has nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> I see those plates. It has to do and with I'm hating like, oh, to do I need work. to lie down. I need to lie down. Babe, babe, I might have COVID. I can't do the dishes right now. Work <laughs> like it's your arm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying that to Jen. Jen <coughs> I can't help with the laundry today. I can't today. smell the dishes. Like <laughs> I can't smell the dishes, so I shouldn't be doing them. Wink. Better go no, drink some but, more uh, bourbon. We we were very fortunate to not end up with COVID, so that's great. And now we've had our flu shots and everything because we were like scheduled to get our flu shots. Um, the first time we get in was after that last wedding with our doctor, so mm -hmm. <sighs> couldn't get them, you know, while we were sick. But we got them now. So now now we're all uh, flu shotted up. So I, I do feel safe. like the that. circle is closing in on me. I feel. I like so our our neighbor currently has it, and uh, my brother in law has it, and like this is as of like this week. Like Corinne's parents are currently staying at a hotel, 
to like avoid him. Yeah. And so I just feel like it's like getting closer and closer in my little sphere of people that I do see. And I'm just like, ah, stay away, COVID. No, that's like the whole thing. Like we had after our last wedding, we had like 14 days till Thanksgiving or whatever. So we were going to quarantine for that whole time so we could go visit family. And then we got the calls about having direct contact. So we just decided we're just not going to risk it. And then like the day before Thanksgiving or maybe two days before, uh, I got a text message from my mom letting me know my stepdad had COVID. So <sighs> he he's apparently fine now, as is uh, uh, the person who's babysitting our children, which was Jen's mom. She's also fine now. And uh, so is the 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 person who did the engagement shoot. All, all of them came through, like no hospital stays, nothing like serious. So that's all good mm-hmm. to hear. <clears throat> that's great. That's perfect. But other than COVID, what else you got going on? <laughs> Dude, I'm 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 still reading more. I finished the uh finished the Mistborn, the original Mistborn trilogy, and now I'm uh back on the Stormlight archives. All, both from Brandon Sanderson. I really enjoy his writing style and uh, really digging it. I've actually been kind of putting my podcast listening to the side so I could listen to audiobooks. I know, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I'm also uh, back on my um, Stephen King, The Dark Tower series. I've been reading that and um, uh, just, just finished The Wizard in Glass, the one that comes before Wolves of the Kaya. And uh, that that book is really good. Really like Wizard and Glass. It reminded me a lot of the first book where it's like there's a story that's progressing from point A to point B. And like in the story, the main character stops to tell another story from their past. And the story from their past is like super interesting. And even though, you know, they're going to pull out okay because they're still alive, they make Stephen King has a way of like making you care about the other characters in the story, but you don't know if they're going to pull out. Okay. Cause they're not with the guy now, mm. you know, on his uh, mission. So it was, uh, it was really well done and I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad, glad you enjoyed it. That's what, what matters, what, Steve. Yeah. What are you, what, what are you doing? Other, uh, other than work? Nothing. Just work, 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 work all the time. Work. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to tell the listeners a little bit about Santa sessions. Uh, want to kind of walk through that a little bit um but lukey pookie's here so i gotta let you go okay well apparently i might thought might have left the door unlocked but apparently i didn't that's my great talking to me doesn't have a great night buddy you too bye buddy bye i love you bye In the Van Elk world, in the Stevens world. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Ooh-wee.